I'm your co-host Desmino, here with my Wrestlemania general, J-Bomb. Say hello J-Bomb, how's it going and how you feeling? I'm feeling real good, brother. I, I'm slowly starting to recover. Slowly starting to recover from quite possibly the greatest wrestling weekend in my life to ever experience. Well, I think it would have to be the best wrestling weekend in our lives because there oh, yeah. was so much jam-packed in it, right? Jammed. I'm with you though, man. It's like feel great, feeling excited, but also part of me wants is like I feel like I'm dying. (laughs) (laughs) This morning, getting out of bed was probably it was harder than getting out of bed every day on the trip. Even though we drank every night, and I was extremely hungover pretty much the entire trip, but just there was no excitement to get out of bed today. No event. Poo-poo. You're talking about checking all those emails sitting in your inbox, 380, <laughs> I think I had that I had to go through. Yeah. It's like anxiety. I was like, oh my God, what shit's going to be there waiting for me? I took my time. I did. I got up. I went and had a nice Canadian Tim Hortons coffee. It was good <laughs> to have that finally. Uh, but yeah, man, I was wiped. And today, you know, you get sleep in your own bed finally. I was looking forward to it. It was magical. Uh, but then like midday today, I felt like I was like, I don't know what it was, just... Oh, like dizzy and disoriented and just really, I guess, wiped, you know, just wiped. I think my body was like craving alcohol, like I was having withdrawal syndromes. Um, I drank a shitload of beer and they were not cheap at No, all. man. I think that's where most of my money went. I swear to God. I, I, I changed uh, uh, 400 Canadian, got 300, and then I think about 80% of it, no, maybe 70% of it, but still a lot. Well, spent on alcohol. It was like 15 bucks a beer at Barclays. Oh, after NXT TakeOver, I looked at my account and me and my wife had spent like $280, I think, on beer that night. Yeah, but it's all about the experience. So, you know, put the dollar amount on it. And uh, we had a good time, guys. Uh, We did it. Talkamania went to WrestleMania. Here we are back in Montreal recording our, well, we were on the road WrestleMania. Now we're on the recover from WrestleMania. (laughs) Oh man, that was too fast, man. It went too fast. Like as while we were there, I remember waking up on Sunday and being like, "Wow, this trip hasn't blown by." But then all of a sudden, Raw was over, and this is like from Sunday morning to the end of Raw was just way too quick. And then it was get in the car, get home. What a shitty drive on the way home. That was it was a long drive, yeah, and it was shitty. Uh, We were hitting spring or supposed to back in Montreal, but we got hit with like a. I guess a snowstorm. We came home, the blanket of snow, ice on the roads. There was accidents. 
Um, so yeah, it wasn't the best trip home, I could say. No. The welcome back to Canada was tough. There was like six inches of snow everywhere at least. Des had to scrape ice off of his car. It was 24 degrees on Monday in New York City. We were drinking beer on a terrace, getting ready to go to Barclay City, yeah, Barclay Center, and then we got home and scraped ice off your car. Yeah, and then bipolar today was a lot warmer. A lot of the snow is gone now, and I think by the weekend it's supposed to be in double digits, yep. which is warmish for in Canada and Celsius. And uh, yeah, so here we are back. But you know what? I had a good time. I'm not going to care about the weather. I'm thinking about all the fun I had. Uh, we did NXT on Friday, and that was amazing. Such a special show. Um, I think you know. I, I'm trying to think like what was my favorite show to go to, and. You know, I can't say NXT beats WrestleMania because yeah. WrestleMania is an experience. It's WrestleMania. But just the intimacy of that, you know, arena and the crowd and the seats we had and just the matches themselves, the quality, the caliber, it was a great way to kick off the weekend. That's for sure. Absolutely. Those seats were crazy. Like when we they walked in, I was like, whoa, we have amazing seats. And then we just kept walking down and down and down. And we kind of felt like we were slightly in this like little angled spot like maybe what five rows from the floor and we had this little section there was only like four seats in our row and we had we had our own row yeah it was really nice nobody was bothered by the amount of times we had to go get beer either which was pretty special yeah refreshing i mean we're canadian we like to drink beer so uh, we do get up and go go to the washroom quite a bit either to go to the washroom or to get more beer <laughs> every time i came back man two beers each hand let's go <laughs> double double fist to double fist but the match the the event itself was amazing war raiders uh black ricochet that was an amazing match i posted uh the farewell after the match they had uh, black and ricochet didn't get the job done obviously they wanted to give the rub to the war raiders but after the matchup uh they said a goodbye to the nxt nxt we're giving them lots of love. I put that up on Twitter. You can check it out. Um, almost 10,000 views. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, I think it's thanks, pretty guys. exciting. Yeah. I think lots of people love NXT and they love Black and Ricochet. So they're on to do bigger and brighter things. Uh, but lots of good matches. Walter, uh, Jay spent the whole night hating on him. Uh, <laughs> you don't like the guy. Actually, to tell you the truth, um, it was the most fun I had at NXT was the Pete Dunne-Walter uh, match just because of Yelling at Walter is fun. So maybe I do like him. Maybe I like to hate him. Um, but he looked a lot smaller in real life. So I'm just saying that. I'm just putting that out there. He looks a lot smaller in real life. I thought he was going to look a lot bigger. Um, you know, his arsenal is basically what I expected it to be. But, you know, I'm giving the guy a chance. He's going to be the face of NXT. And I, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if CP Dunn come up to the main roster. I think that's probably the whole plan here. Uh, but yeah, the match itself wasn't bad. And then Velveteen Dream and Matt Riddle, what an amazing match that was. What, what can you even say about that match? What can you even say? I mean, it was just it from start to finish. It was a D-I-E-A-M dream. His entrance was sick. Uh, Matt Riddle impressed me too. That uh, suplex from the outside. The and German, yeah. So good. Yeah, and so we saw Riddle Riddle get his first, or not? I, I don't think it was his first necessarily, but it was he got a loss yeah. uh, in this one-on-one match. And uh, it doesn't really matter, man. They all look, they both look like a million bucks. Yep. And then we top it off with Gargano versus Cole. Adam Cole, baby. And I yep. love that entrance live. It was so good. The crowd ate it up. Uh, my girlfriend just loves participating in it. She's like singing it now all the time. Uh, so that's a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, the, the first two falls kind of came quick, but the story they told afterwards with the false finishes, 
You really felt like Cole was going to win it. Gargano pulled off the win, the big moment. He is your NXT champion, and uh, that's pretty big, guys. So we'll see what happens with Cole, if he's going to stick around with the Undisputed Era in NXT, or maybe he'll make the move up to the main roster. But regardless, NXT was amazing, guys. If you haven't gone or don't watch it, check that shit out, man. It's off the hook, different recipe, really refreshing, especially if you're one of those marks on social media constantly complaining about the product. <laughs> Yeah, it, it was amazing. I really was I was convinced Cole was going to win it. So to have Gargano win it was a little... In the moment, I was disappointed. But now knowing that the Undisputed Era don't hold any titles, I got to think, are they going to show up in Montreal? I, they might. I think that would be amazing. Yeah. What a way to blow off the roof. I mean... You know, Barclays Center in New York, they're they're pretty loud. They're pretty, pretty I guess, rambunctious and obnoxious. Um, but Montreal likes to bring energy. They like to be involved, and they like to support our talent. So I'm really hoping that it's going to be an exciting show. Uh, KO is going to be there. We saw Sami Zayn come back this week as well, too. I was mm. a bit confused. They didn't wait, you know. Yeah. But at the same time, maybe now he's coming back as a heel. He'll come back. And what's he going to do? He's going to troll his, his hometown? Oh, I think yeah. he is. He will. He'll play this role against us, and it'll be fun, I think. We'll probably get KO versus Sami Zayn, maybe, on Raw. Who knows? I hope. At least maybe in a dark match. There was a few things about the Sami Zayn debut on Raw that was a little bit frustrating. I mean, I get that it's Raw after Mania, so have him debut there. But to show him walking in the hallway in a quick vignette before he actually, you know, his music hits and he comes out, I feel like, come on, man. Like, he didn't advertise him being there, so why not save the pop for a real surprise? It is the formula that they believe is the formula. It basically gets people tweeting, hashtag Raw, Sami Zayn, hashtag Raw, Sami Zayn. People see that, they're like, oh shit. They tune in, viewers up. That's all there is to it. Fuck them. Hey, you know Fuck what we out. didn't do? You know what we didn't do? Des, you didn't tell us there's where they could find us. All right, guys. Before we get any further, we'll, get, we'll start talking about a little bit about our thoughts and impressions on WrestleMania. But before we do, make sure to follow us at underscore Talkamania. You can also check us out on Instagram, just Talkamania, that's all. And uh, guys, check out our story. We were taking photos, we were taking videos. Uh, we put it up there, it's really cool. We did a lot of cool things. Well, we hit it up the Bustin' Open party. Uh, we did NXT, Fan Access, WrestleMania, Raw, bars, uh, all kinds of cool stuff. So Pizza. check that out. <laughs> Pizza, for sure. That was a big part of our nights as well too. Uh, check out Podbean, listen to it. You listen to podcasts, Podbean, check it out, iTunes, Spotify, and make sure to check us out and check our partners out, thechairshot.com, full press coverage, The Daily Smart, Blog Talk Radio, and BodySlamBoom.net. And of course, our partners over at Full Press, check them out on the Twitter machine, that's at FPC underscore wrestling. Buy some merch, y'all. It's still we're out, on special. We're all out of funds now. We spent it all on gas. Yeah, gas, and we got like two Ubers out of it. God, it was expensive in there. But buy some merch, prowrestlingtees.com slash Talkamania, and we will get back on the Twitch wagon. I just played two rounds of Apex. I wish I'd cast it because I had the match of my Apex career. Yeah, seven kills. Not bad, man. Not bad. I think uh, my Twitch... mouse is two or three, but I don't think I'll ever do more than that. <laughs> You'll get there. Twitch.tv slash Talkamaniacs. And I want to give a huge shout out to the boys over at Boot to the Face. What? They, I'm not going to say beat our ass down at WrestleMania predictions, but they won a triple threat. They beat us out. They beat the boys at the Irish Whip podcast out. Um, we're requesting a rematch for Money in the Bank. 
we're going to keep this going. Right now, we're one and one with them. So we got to redeem ourselves, Des. So maybe this is for all the marbles? This is for everything at stake? All on the line, maybe? Would you say that? Uh, well, I, I mean, Irish, they're like 0-3 against us, boot to the face, and us and boot to the face at the same time. Uh, should we just leave them behind? Like, what's the deal? Well, I don't know. We'll see. We're having fun with this. I think we're, you know, this is something that we can do from time to time. Maybe have them on the show and we can do our predictions at one point in Ooh. time. Uh, you know, we met these guys. So, bus, uh, sorry. So, Boot to the Face were, was our podcast that we befriended. And, you know, they became our hombres and we became their mother Canuckers. And, um, yeah, we met each other at the Busted Open Party. Bully Ray was there. Mark Henry. Tommy Dreamer. You know, uh, LaGreca was there too. Everybody that was involved. 10-year anniversary. A lot of fun. We met these guys, great guys. Check out their podcast, a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, they brought it to us and they, they well, they, they won. I, I, was, I was like, damn, these guys have our ass. And then slowly <laughs> we started climbing back up there. We got the McMahon picks. And in hindsight, you know what? The last two pay-per-views, I put too much thought into things. And I think that is my weakness. So I think we're going to be a little bit more flexible in this regard. Let I the dummy pick sometimes. Maybe let the dummy yeah. pick. You know, Nice winning. I felt like that was could have, was a possibility. And having uh, Kurt Hawkins and uh, Zack Ryder win, I felt that easily could be a WrestleMania moment. But I just felt they're not going to have every title change hands. But they virtually did. Yeah. So they gave us a WrestleMania where they gave us pretty much every present that we wanted. Um, now WrestleMania is over and fans are just complaining again. So Insane. You know. They're never fucking happy. Oh, it's ridiculous. It's really hard to be on there, especially during Raw and SmackDown this week. It's like, guys, what? we gave? They gave you pretty much everything that you wanted for WrestleMania. Like, relax. Did you want Kofi Kingston to lose a title right away? Like, chill the F out, peeps. Yeah, chill the yeah. F out. All right, before we get into Raw and SmackDown, well, we were at WrestleMania. So yep. let's talk about what we liked, a few of the matches... And the highlights going into, well, WrestleMania weekend. Well, first off, that stadium is fucking huge. Like, we're Canadians, so we don't have football stadiums. That place is monstrous. And I got to give kudos to MetLife. On the way in, very well organized. Actually, concessions were pretty quick. Bathrooms were pretty quick. Everything was pretty easy to find. Uh, And then walking out to that stage, even though... WrestleMania was slightly simpler this year. Um, it was still such a cool experience, man. Yeah, absolutely. Having the helicopters going over the stadium, the fireworks, the entrances. Uh, again, uh, this set wasn't the best set, I guess you could say. The ramp was just a ramp. It didn't have lights on it. I like when they have it all the way going down. Um, you know, I'm looking forward to that whole... Uh, man, the pirate ship, man. Yeah. Uh, that looks pretty cool. Imagine they had a pirate, like low-level pirate pirate ship. So like the base is on the ground, and then they had like a mast, and then Shane jumps off of it or falls off of it. You know, I'm ahead of myself, guys. This is WrestleMania. Yeah, we're not in Tampa, bro. We're not in Tampa. I know, I know, but I'm excited. But uh, <laughs> really cool. Um, but yeah, stadium was good and accommodating. But then here's the thing. Yeah. Great time, great atmosphere. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the night, our adventure did not end there. No. Nope. Trying getting out of there. 80,000 people pouring out of the arena. Well, look online, man. There's there's horror stories about this. I think what the, the guy at the front's like, oh, yeah, let's get in that line. Go on the bus. Dude, this is the longest line I'd ever seen in my it, life. It was at least like a 20, 25-minute walk to the back of the line. And there was like four fucking buses that are going to take all these people. Then it started no. pouring rain. Yeah. So we had to make an executive decision. We saw a hotel in the distance. 
a few kilometers away. And for you American fans, that's like, I don't know, maybe three miles. No, it couldn't have been three miles. Let's say... It was, it was far enough. It was far. We had to cross a fucking highway on foot with like a group of like 10 of us in the pouring rain. We and, led them to salvation. Yeah, I felt like I was on Walking Dead. Uh, and we got to the Hilton around like maybe 2 o'clock. And then we were at the Hilton till three. Finally, we can get an Uber, a hundred and fifty-six or hundred and sixty dollars U.S. Holy shit! We had a fun Uber driver. I'll give him that. That was a yeah, fun that drive was a home. fun ride. Yeah, and eh, whatever, man. You can't put a. You're not going to put a. That's like a not, you can't put a dollar on dollar. You can't put a cost on a dollar. <laughs> yeah. It is what it is. It's just it's fun. You forget about the money. It's the experience, yeah. and you know it was a lot of fun. The so what was only, what was your favorite match oh, at WrestleMania? One last thing about the stage setup. We paid 300 bucks a ticket and we had and they didn't advertise it but we had an extremely obstructed view. We saw about 2 thirds of the ring. And 90% of the matches took part right behind something we couldn't yeah, see. Coincidentally. Yeah, which was a bit frustrating but just to be there with the ambience, I mean I'm not going to complain, but it would have been nice if in that section, they would have told you, like, hey, you might have an obstructed view. Maybe you want to send yourself a bit more. But apart from that, everything else was really well done in MetLife. I'll give them that. Cool, man. And I agree. You know, those posts were a little bit of pain. If you could find a way to make them transparent during matches, you know, that would be the future technology ahead of us, I'd hope. <laughs> I get you got to cover them from rain. But, uh, yeah, it's the one thing I guess I would change. Super exciting. Uh, all right, WrestleMania. Let's yep. get to the shit, man. What was your favorite match? What was the match of the night for J-Bone? I think it's pretty simple. I mean, only one match really captivated the 80,000 people there. One match really had everybody on the tips of their chairs, or edge of their seat. I said that wrong. Um, Daniel Bryan, Kofi Kingston. There was just a feel-good moment. Daniel's was Daniel Bryan was so good, too. Like, everyone's talking about Kofi, but Daniel was so good. His ring psychology, the timing, his facial expressions, just fucking amazing. Yeah, we were hung over the next morning, and we're going back and watching some of these matches, and this is the last one we watched before heading out the very next evening for Raw, I think it was. Or, I don't it whatever it was. It was we Raw. watched it. Everything was a blur. Uh, so... Yes, the facial features, the small things he did, it was just amazing. Daniel Bryan is wonderful. Uh, the match itself, great build, and the fans bringing back the title bell, having his kids there, and the crowd reaction. I, the crowd was pretty invested that night, but yeah. the crowd was so into this match and so into the outcome. Uh, so for me, also, I will have to agree. Daniel Bryan versus Kofi Kingston stole the show. Yeah, it really did. Um Seth Rollins, Brock Lesnar kicking the show off was a nice surprise. Yep, good way uh, to kick it off. Yeah. It felt very, very fast while we were there, but watching it back, there was a lot more to the match that we didn't really get to see because of our view, and we were pretty close to the ring, so we couldn't see like what was happening outside of the ring because you're quite low. Um, but I really enjoyed that match as well, and the outcome was just amazing. Seeing Seth spin that universal title up on the time yeah. was just well we were hoping he was going to do that and he did and it, yeah it looked great and i think the match maybe felt short because the bell rang and then you know the match that match it was short or i guess after the yeah. bell it was short um but yeah good seth won we're all happy the only thing that jay bomb and i talked about and agreed upon changing was you know instead of doing the three kicks in a row or the three stomps he should have stomped him kick out a two stomped him kick out two and a half and then stomped it one more time and then got him at three. Yeah. It's the small little, little, little thing I would have liked to have added if I had my way. But outside of that, um, the match was cool. I liked it. I dig it. Seth Rollins, your champion. 
part-time champion, his ass is out the door. Yeah. And uh, maybe that universal championship will become a little bit more relevant. I agree. Uh, Kurt Angle, uh, no, not Kurt Angle, Shane McMahon and The Miz, somehow going into WrestleMania was like, I was like, I'm going to take a piss during this match. Dude, how much did I complain really, about this match? It was really good. Yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, Miz got busted open. He got a few staples in the back of his head. But the match itself, I mean, I was complaining, saying this is going to be like a waste of a match. And yeah. it wasn't the worst match on the card. And the Miz dominated, more or less. He really took it to Shane McMahon. Uh, they fought all around the arena. It's funny, J-Bomb and I saw that cameraman during the beginning of the show, and we were like, oh, I bet you Shane's going to go off that. But we're like, <laughs> uh, I don't know. Cameraman's up there, you know. So then I thought maybe the cameraman was like somebody from Sanity, you know, and then he was going to help, you know. Uh, That'd be awesome. Help Shane out at the end. But yes, the suplex was cool. They fell off of it into that big foam mat. Uh, but regardless, it was still a cool spot. It looked really cool live. And uh, Shane picked up the win on The Miz. I don't think this is going to be a segment that's going to, or a match or a few that's going to end just yet. Uh, but the match itself, it delivered for me. So yeah, did. So did AJ Styles and Randy Orton. I really yeah. liked the match. It was pretty good. Uh, but as you could see, it was one of the first matches that kind of brought the fans alive in terms of the criticism because they were <laughs> blinded by the light. Yeah, the lights were bad though. Yeah, so they we we were a little bit blinded on that end, but we didn't get the worst of it. Uh, but it was it's interesting to see that because now I'm seeing the fans do that at every show. They did it at NXT. Yeah, they did it at WrestleMania. They did it on Raw. They didn't listen to us on Raw though. No, they didn't. We were directly blinded on Raw for like ninety percent of the show. Um, Only if you looked at it. Only if you looked at it. If you don't look at it, you keep looking at the ring. You you'd be fine. But as soon as you looked at it, you get that like dot in your eye, yeah. and then you look at the ring and you just see that dot. But even then, like it was just in the corner of your eye, glaring at you the whole time. Uh, the beers helped; they definitely, definitely helped. But it was annoying, and and even at Mania, I mean, two rows—sorry, not two rows, two seats over from us—you can see like we had like a yellow light on us. They had a bright white light on them. And you could see that they were squinting, putting their hands up. Like, it looked pretty bad. So I get that they're frustrated. You're spending all that money. You already have an obstructed view. Then you get this light in your face. But it did take away from the match, and it was a good match. And that sucks. Well, it's funny because, like, a lot of the fans are complaining, and then people online are like, you know, like, don't look at it, or this, or that, or that. It's like, dude, you don't know how bad it was. Like, we didn't either. <laughs> like, NXT people were doing it, and we're like, eh. And then, like, WrestleMania Raw, you saw it, and you're like, well, this is really bad, man. And I saw photos from the AJ Styles and Randy Orton's match, and even them themselves were like, they acknowledged it on social media. They were like, oh, man, that sucks, WWE screwed up, and we wish you could have seen this match because it was good, and it was. was. Um, And it's funny because this week on SmackDown, Orton ran down, he did the RKO Tali, and then right away he's like, I can't see. Yeah. Orton's so good for that. Yeah, it was pretty funny. So I like that he trolled that and they're having fun on it. But hopefully they learn and they don't blind the fans because we paid good money to see these shows. We didn't pay good money to go get glasses after for my damage. So I I would pay the same ticket price to have the same kind of shitty view just to be in that building again, though. Oh, yeah. It was amazing. Every so often, I just had to look. Like, I was doing a lot of Instagramming, and I kept kind of panning the crowd, and then I had to delete it in the story because there was just too many of them, but I was just trying to take in the moment. It was just just in awe, man. I've never been in a building with that many people. Um, I'm seeing football in England. That's only 60,000. This was 80,000. That's a lot of people. Yep, and we had Becky Lynch. She won the big one, folks. She oh, is yeah. your dual champion, the champion of Raw, the champion of SmackDown. She beat both Charlotte Flair and Ronda Rousey, and uh, she's the man. What can you say? 
She rolled her up too. No tap out. No tap yeah. out. But lots of controversy. Yeah, it was abrupt. It was definitely abrupt. I haven't watched that match back, but we were sitting and she won, and like we all the crowd kinda, was like, "What? Really? Huh?" What? Like the people in front of us popped, and I looked at Des and I was like, "Was that it? Was that it?" Yeah. Like it felt rushed. So I do want to go back and watch it. Uh, maybe the spot with the table not breaking kind of took away from it. Um, I think the but, bottom of it broke, like the bottom corner or something. But it's Becky two titles. Becky Pretty Becky. awesome finish. Becky two titles. Um, huge pop after everybody kind of swallowed it and just the celebration was really good. The fireworks were awesome. It was mm-hmm. just cool to witness, you know, the first ever women's main event. Dude, we witnessed a lot. The first women's main event. We saw Kofi Kingston, who's the first, I guess, African-born WWE champion. Yeah. You know, a lot of cool things in there. Kurt, Kurt Angle's last match against Baron Corbin, which he did lose. Shame on me. Told you, told I, you. I know, I know. I just felt, I just felt, that Kurt Angle had gotten such a poor treatment in terms of his his journey on his the end of his career, his last tour, mm. a farewell tour, so to speak, that they were going to give him that win. But I know the recipe is they give somebody the rub, get him some heel heat. He's the one who retired Kurt Angle or whatever. Cool. I get it now. Um, in hindsight, you know, I made a few silly picks, but it doesn't matter. We did the face with the better men, and uh, we're going to have to take it back at uh, Money in the Bank. So we'll see how that goes. But, uh, yeah, going back to Ronda Rousey, Becky Lynch. Ronda seems like she's taking a little break. Um, and the, the finish, people were confused. They said, oh, well, it was a botch by the ref. Um, you know, she was supposed to kick out or her shoulders weren't down. Uh, you know, I think ultimately that was how she was supposed to lose, going for her finisher and doing that roll-up. I just think her shoulder wasn't down quick enough. The ref didn't, you know, it was just a little bit of a, a miscommunication and they yeah. weren't as coordinated as they should have been. Uh, but I think that was the finish that we were supposed to get. And anyways, it doesn't matter. I want to go back and watch it. It's the only match I haven't gone back and watched just yet. Mm-hmm. So outside of that, you know, good for the girls. You know, they did it. They may have entered WrestleMania. I wish they could have treated the girls, you know, great throughout the crowd. Actually, you know what? The Iconics won the title, tag titles, which is yeah, great. Was good. Yeah. good for them. I don't think any of us predicted it was going to be the Iconics. But in it's funny because when they were coming out, and I've said this before, is like these two are a legit tag team. You know, they... Yeah. They, I, these guys are going to probably have multiple runs with these titles. So gr- it was really good for them. You know, Sasha, again, couldn't defend a title. Sad, sad, sad. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, the Sasha Iconics sucks, are your new man. champions. I know I say it every week, man, but I was watching... What was I watching it on? I think actually it was on Botchamania. She had a, a match on Raw. Her and Bailey trying to create these new really, really lame... Um, Tag team, tag team moves, moves and they just suck at doing them what are they, like what do you expect sasha be better oh be best be better just be better like i wouldn't even say she's good she's not good she hasn't been good for a while i'm, I'm saying it she hasn't been good for a while yeah i mean you know i don't have to tell you i know that there's one tag team move they did this past weekend which was like some kind of spin billy spinner onto the, the opponent into this bang statement which i was like oh it's pretty smooth but yes outside of that a lot of their execution is a bit sloppy, and you know who knows where they go from here. We saw Bailey eat a pin to Alexa Bliss, who's back now in yeah. ring competition. Finally. So it's funny that booty is back. The booty she, is back. Yeah, she comes back like right after WrestleMania. It's like, well, why didn't she wrestle in the in the Battle Royale WrestleMania? I guess because she was the host. But I mean, you know, like I don't know. There, there was a few things that happened on Raw and SmackDown that could have happened in WrestleMania, but yeah, for one, the. 
Doctor Th- and Hardys? Thugonomics, Mr. Thugonomics coming oh, out yeah. and uh, interrupting Elias, right? It could have been Undertaker and you would have Undertaker at WrestleMania. And it was funny because that was a big thing. Jay's like, I've never seen his entrance. I know. I don't think he's seen Taker in a while or I don't know what it is, but like, or at all. And we got him at Raw. So that was super special to see him come yeah, out, nice. you know, choke some Elias, give him a tombstone. Um, but yeah, having seen it coming out as, uh, you know, his old gimmick, that was kind of fun, I guess. I don't know it if it's just a one-time cool. thing. It. Yeah, it was fun. So that was pretty cool. And, uh, you know, we got to be there also in the city at the same time that uh, Bret Hart and the Generation yeah. X went into the Hall of Fame. And the X speech was really funny. I liked it a lot. Um, and Bret Hart got tackled. <laughs> oh yeah, that was something. True. That, that was, was something. something. Um, and Dash Wilder, if that's his right name, won my heart over. So anything I've said about the revival on this podcast, I just want to. Oh no! Fuck the revival. Sorry. Fuck the revival. Sorry, Sorry. man. That you had, a, you had a great moment. That's about it. <laughs> yeah, that punch was nice. And thanks for defending Brett the Hitman Hart, um, or Brett Hitman Hart. Sorry, J Bomb. That's okay. Uh, but uh, yeah, Hall of Fame, another year behind us. A lot of cool inductees. Double Hall of Fame champions across the board with Booker T, DX, or I guess Shawn Michaels and yeah. Bret Hart. Yeah. And uh, yeah, pretty good, pretty good. Now Carmelo winning the Carmelo winning the oh. battle royale. What is what purpose does this serve? Very confusing. When Sarah Logan was, you know, thought to have won it, uh, I really, really digged it. I was like, this is good. Out of the Riot Squad, I feel like Ruby. It takes one win for Ruby to be over with the fans again or kind of be credible again. Uh, Liv Morgan's already over with the fans. I think everybody likes her. So Sarah Logan's like kind of the oddball there. So giving it to her, I was really excited. And then having Carmella pop out was fun. The crowd loved it. At that point, I wanted Sarah to eliminate Carmella, and then they just gave it to Carmella. I'm not going to get salty because I know there's enough salt in the Battle Royal, and I know you're going to get to that. But... Only reason I included the Battle Royal. Yeah. I, I still wanted to see. I don't. Th- Carmella didn't need it. She didn't need it. That that's it. She didn't need it. I mean, she can go on and get herself inserted in a program one way or the other. She also has her thing going with our truth, which she did in the match later. It was our seventh inning stretch, right? They had yeah. the seven second dance or whatever it was. That was a lot of fun. I danced. Yeah. I got my groove on. Uh, I was gonna here. <laughs> but she, uh, yeah, she won it. So where does she go from here? I mean, I don't know. Like I, I would have said, look, I wasn't for Sarah Logan. I think Ember Moon or. Or, or, or many other people. Tony Deville could have, could have been cool. Um, I'm not fully bought into Sarah Logan, but I would have picked her definitely, definitely over Carmella. I was thinking Lacey Evans, man. What a way to have her win this yeah. battle royale and then have her go into this program now she's going into with Becky. I think it would have yes. been a great, great, great start. Um, you know, and Ember Moon coming back too. That was great. People were complaining about the way they used her in this match. Dude, she, she kicked she so shot. many asses. Yeah, she yeah. kicked so many asses. She hit her eclipse on many people. Looked yeah, really, she killed really good. She killed yeah, Lana. Yeah, yeah. So I actually like the women's battle royale for the most part. The men's, you see how many people were dropping out right away? It was ridiculous. Yeah. But it was shit. Yes. Oscar did not win. <laughs> and Desmino is a bit sad. Um, you know, I didn't expect her to win, but when Lacey didn't come down to the ring, I thought, well, maybe, just maybe Asuka had a chance. And we were going to see that WrestleMania moment for Asuka. She was kicking so much ass. She was so tough. She stood in there. She was butt bouncing people out of the ring, left and right. And finally, it was not meant to be. And she got eliminated. But so. <laughs> So weak. <laughs> so weak. Yeah, 
week. It was just boop over the top rope. Boop over the top rope. That's and he it, went on man. for like five minutes beside me, man. Why did you have to go like that? Why couldn't well, it have been like a big boot? Yeah, even if it was just like a big boot or something. Like, I don't know. Have Sarah Logan run into a big boot or Carmelo could have jumped into it. Oh, no, actually, no. If Carmelo would have done it again, that would have been, that would have been worse if Carmelo got her again. Oh, no. Oh, no. How about Oscar Sarah Logan, final two? Lacey's music hits. Comes down. Women's right on Asuka and eliminates her. Well, the thing is, you can't have her come down at the end of a match. That's just cheating. I would have just waited but outside. But it's then. Lacey. She does mm. anything she wants, apparently. Well, I guess. Apparently. 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 <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Asuka, that sucks. But you know what? I know why. I know why she lost. She just she couldn't get me out of her head, man. She couldn't. <laughs> she was thinking, oh, who's yeah. that guy that I saw that weekend, that tall, handsome guy who I just want to, you know, eat sushi and play video games with. And, uh, you know, uh, dude, man, uh, I'm gonna, and we're going to be the next Mixed Match Challenge tag team partners, Team Toxica. Toxica. That's we're, we're very poison. cool. We're going we're gonna to poison your ass, bitch. I'm very, very happy for you that you got to meet Asuka. Uh, in record time, too. It took you, like, what, 20 minutes? Start Maybe to less. Maybe to less. It's yeah. a bit of a funny story, actually. So... Oh, <laughs> I think Oscar thinks I'm special, and I'm gonna get I'm gonna get to this in a, in a minute. When I went in there, they talk about companion bracelets, and to me, I'm like companion bracelets. What are these? And the way the person described it to me in the front row is like, oh well, if you have people with you, they can wait in line with you, and you know, don't get to meet them, but they're they're there to wait in line with you. So I went to the information booth. I'm like, okay, well, this is what I want. And they had me sign this waiver. I was like, okay, well, whatever. And they gave me a band. But little did I know, this companion bracelet was basically somebody standing in line with me. Because I'm disabled. Or like special needs or whatever. Or special needs. Yeah. So when I went to the line, they looked at my bracelet, like, oh, God, going on this line. I went down. There was nobody in the line. I stood at the end. I'm standing there. And after like 30 seconds to a minute, the guy's like, take a seat. Have a seat. There's a seat right there. And I'm like, wow, this is really, this is the first nice guy I've met in, you know, in this, in this whole access thing or almost in New York to this extent. Yeah. And, uh, and then I'm like, well, wait, what am I waiting for? They're like, well, she'll come down and talk to you. And I'm like, she'll come down and talk to me? And she's like, yeah, well, you, you know, you have one of the bracelets. I'm like, I think I'm in the wrong line. So I sorted it out. I ended up going back through the line. And the thing is, when I took my picture with her and I met her, I actually had the special needs bracelet on still. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't think she thought I was, but maybe she did. And it's a funny story. And uh, it, is, it is what it is. But you know what? If I would have stayed in that special needs line, maybe she would have came down and, you know, more tension. And maybe she would have, uh, I don't know. I mean, we, we would have, you know, I don't know. It would have been, it would have been fun. You know, maybe, maybe. <laughs> you would have gotten some bad karma for that one. Well, you... that's it, you know, but. <laughs> it was yeah. an accident. It was an accident. An accident and a funny story, though, to go along with it. And uh, and you didn't skip any lines because of it. Like, let's just no, put that no, out no. there. You yeah, did not yeah, skip I did, any lines. I did not skip any lines. It wasn't even my no, no, intentions. No. I was confused yeah. on what was going on. So, yeah, I just popped into the other line afterwards. And, you know, it didn't take very long. No. You know, she doesn't speak English. So the meet and greets with most people were pretty short. And I told her, I spoke to her in, in Japanese. And I said, you know. Konnichiwa, Asuka-chan. And, you know, just said, wishing her good luck. Arigato gozaimasu. Thank you very much. And uh, Watashi wa Mike Des. That's my name. I am Hilo. I am Mike. And she liked it. She was like, oh. And I was like, yeah. And my girlfriend was there, too, because she was my companion. So <laughs> they thought that she was the, the one carrying, bringing me around on a string. Like, say hello, Des. Say hello. Oh, my God. And she got so to meet good. her, too, uh, you know, through it. So that was kind of cool. But, yeah, really cool. I threw my picture up there. It's already printed. It's already framed in my office. Ooh, I just have to find wow. a nice place to hang it now. 
Uh, she signed my pop as well, too. I have the Oscar pop, which is super rare and hard to find. Um, but yeah, uh, really cool. And I look forward to the next time I meet her because, uh, you know, we got to start practicing for, our, you know, our, our match. So <laughs> there was two really things, th- two things I was really happy about that you got to experience. One was the Oscar, of course, um, companion bracelet bracelet aside. Uh, and the other was we got to see pretty much the closest thing that we'll ever see in li- live to a DX entrance. I thought that was pretty cool. So you must have enjoyed that moment. What are you talking about specifically? The Hall of Fame when they came out. But we didn't go to the Hall of Fame. When they came out at WrestleMania. Oh, yes. Forgot? The Hall of Fame inductees. Yes. I don't know. Yeah. I didn't know how much we drank. Maybe we went to the Hall of Fame. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe it wasn't real. Yeah. But yeah, that was really cool. It looked so good in the graphics. It was not, not the, Jay doesn't like the spray logo. I don't either. I like the big D-Generation X classic logo. Um, yeah. But it was really nice. The, the screen was like, such good definition. They came out, did their cross shop. Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels had a hug. Um, Brett posted it on his Instagram. The hug. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So I think, I think you know, it was funny. Brett was always like, oh, I, Shawn Butt's a prick. This born again Christian stuff's garbage. I don't believe him for a second. And then they had their like kind of forgiveness. And then he kind of, I guess he now understands Shawn Michaels now. He's not doing the suck it anymore. He, you know, came back and he gave a lot to uh, the younger talent. And now he's all like, Praises Shawn Michaels, you know? He's like, oh, the click, I hate them. Except for Shawn. You know? <laughs> We're some of the best. Two times Hall of Famers. So, like, you know, those guys really... Look, there would be no Shawn Michaels without Bret Hart. There would be no Bret Hart without Shawn Michaels to some degree. You know, I think they were good enough off their own, you know, uh, merit. But at the same yeah. time, these guys really brought... I mean, that feud that was special. Level. That feud was Oh, yeah. Really one of my favorite feuds of all time still today, you know? So, uh, Really cool. It was really, really exciting. And even at NXT uh, Access, sorry, um, WrestleMania Access, they had an NXT ring. And, like, you know, uh, we saw um, Pete Dunne and Walter. And, like, they're right next to you. And it's funny. We were walking into the Legends section, which had all, like, ring gear from different matches and stuff back in the day. It was really cool, actually. If you guys ever go to Fan Access, you should check it out. Um, Johnny Gargano walked right past us. And we didn't even notice. And Melissa's like, I think that's Johnny Gargano. And we were like, are you kidding me? And then we looked, and he's got, like, his entourage around him, like some security guards. Super tiny dude. Uh, tiny. But, yeah, he, he walked right past. It's cool. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, you want to talk about Samoa Joe versus Rey Mysterio? Oh, we ran out of time on that one. Yeah, I think that covered the, all the match pretty much. Yeah. I think Rey Mysterio is dealing with the nagging injury. They didn't want to go too quickly, too, too uh, long on this one. And at the same time, I think they were like, look, I mean, the match – uh, the main event kind of seemed like it was a little bit shorter than it probably could have or should have been. And I heard it ended abruptly after she won the belt. So, I mean, maybe they were just running out of time altogether. I'd have to imagine. I, I'm wondering if the, you know, we, you, you mentioned running out of time and then I argued you uh, that the, the network doesn't have time. But then I was thinking about it today. Well, MetLife might have restrictions on time restrictions and stuff like that. Because I know that MetLife and New Jersey Transit were going at it with each other saying that your event was supposed to end earlier. That's why there was 20,000 people outside of the stadium. So, you know, I think a, thing, I think a few things got cut short. I thought the Roman Reigns... Um, Drew McIntyre match seemed a bit short. There wasn't any false finishes. We all thought he was going to kick out of a Claymore. It didn't happen. Yeah, I was waiting for Chris Rucker to be all over that shit. Like, I called it. Uh, I mean, it probably will happen, but it didn't happen at WrestleMania. And uh, the match itself was like, I don't know. I think that was the most vanilla match for me. It was very much like it was what I expected it to be. Uh, Drew McIntyre was great. He's vicious. But uh, Roman got booed. Yeah, he's starting to get booed again. But I think maybe because yeah. there's 80,000 people. So, like, 
some of them are going to boo, you know, when you're in a small arena, less people, but uh, yeah. it looks like they're starting to forget. Yeah. You know, he'd be Which is actually a good deal. thing if you think about it. I mean, that's how the world should be, right? Um, I mean, but it was weird. It was a weird match, I'm not going to lie. And uh, Batista and Triple H's match, a lot of people said it was great. Uh, I, I guess his it entrance, was... his entrance was great. Batista, no, uh, tripping was... up on the ropes. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was pretty bitter actually. To tell you the truth, I thought Triple H's entrance was a real big letdown. The 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 stuff on the screen was cool. When he, I was, where's Stephanie McMahon, dude? What the fuck? Yeah, not there all night. She should have came down on like the side of it with him or something, dressed up in like some kind of Mad Max gear or something. But she wasn't there. Yeah, it was a little bit simple, uh, but I guess match I was all right. Win. Match was all right for two guys, yeah. you know, in their in their tail end of their careers. I mean, Batista retired after the match, and you know the the spot where he took out the the nose earring with the the pliers that was really I miss cool. It. it was getting beer. Uh, no blood though, so I think Batista probably just kind of like had his nose on it, kind of like pulled it out, wiggled it out, and Triple H yanked it. But uh, I mean, mm. they got to do it one way, um, and uh, you know. Twisting and crunching his fingers on the steel steps, he hits him with a, like a power bomb or a spine brush or whatever it is, and then you know the Ric Flair helping him out in the end, coming full circle where the, it all began. Um, you know, I thought it was okay. I was a lot. It could have. I thought it was going to be a train wreck, or it could have been a train wreck. Yeah. Could've. So you know, it was all right. All right is the right word to put. A lot of people seem to like it on social media. So maybe I didn't rewatch it. Did you rewatch that? No, that's why I haven't rewatched that one either. I didn't watch like okay. the last quarter, I guess, WrestleMania. Yeah. So it might be different on TV. Again, like you don't really get to, with the view that we had, you don't really see that many facial expressions unless you're watching the big screen. Uh, so if it was in our view, I was watching it live instead of up top. So maybe I missed some of, you know, the storytelling, but I don't know. It fell a little flat for me. That's all. Yeah, it fell flat, but I was excited when we went to Raw because Raw followed up after WrestleMania, didn't know what to expect, and we were saying, well, who's going to come out with the belt, right? Is it going to be Seth? Is it going to be Becky? You know, because they're both on Raw. They're both both Raw champions, but uh, Seth did come out. Super exciting. Fans were super behind him. They were popping. The Barclays Center was off the hook, and then, what a big treat. Kofi Kingston comes out on Raw. And oh, it was so much fun. And then also having um, Big E and Xavier there, you know, jamming out to Seth's oh, theme song. Oh, that was so good. That was so good. Man. Big E hitting the splits where everyone in the arena was like, what is he? What? He's doing the splits? <laughs> that should have been his WrestleMania moment. And um, yeah, it was cool to see. And then they, they teased that whole like title versus title match, right? Yeah. And a lot of us were super excited. What a great match to have on Raw after WrestleMania. And they main evented Raw, and unfortunately, the bar came in and, and interrupted things, and, you know, fans weren't too happy about that. Unfortunately, but super fortunately, because, like, we were talking all of Raw, every, every second we got, we don't want to see either of these two lose their titles a day after WrestleMania. I don't think the interruption was that good. I think they could have probably did some other angles, but the chance that the Barclay Center put on... Honestly, it just like it didn't sit well with me. Chanting nah, it was AEW? it was classless. Yeah, like shut the fuck up and re- we want refund or refund or something like that. And AEW and oh, come on, man, like dude, they gave you everything you wanted at WrestleMania, and then what? They want you want them to take the title off Seth? You want them to take the title off Kofi? Like this is probably the best finish there is. 
you know, the bar, okay, why are they there? It doesn't make a lot of sense. I mean, we've seen lots of stars doing crossovers the past two days, so it makes yeah. a little bit more sense now. But I don't know. I think it was a little bit disrespectful in hindsight looking back on it now. And, you know, maybe it's going to open up the door for a match between the Kofi and Seth at Money in the Bank or something like that. So it seems like they're teasing these unification of all titles because they had the women's. Now they're talking about this the United the Universal and the WWE title, and then now the tag team titles as well too, because uh, the Hardy Boys and Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins are teasing having a match in Montreal, which we'll be excited for if it happens. Yeah, for sure. We're going there next week, guys. We're going to be live at the Superstar Shakeup in Montreal. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Our WrestleMania, I guess, Road to WrestleMania, is over. I guess in that aspect, but we still have. I guess dessert, which would be next yeah. Monday. It's well going to be fun, and we're going to see lots of surprises. And KO, our Montreal boy, is going to be there. I have a prediction he will be drafted to Raw, and he will probably face off against Sami Zayn in one way or the other. And I'm wondering now with Sami being a big heel, and he cut a pretty interesting promo. He's a smart guy. He's well-spoken. So it's going to be interesting to see how he plays this off in Montreal. Um, but I'm looking forward to it, and uh, that's all there is to it. So, Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryder picked up win number two on Raw uh, versus The Revival, which is, you know, always good to see. Uh, I'm happy for them. Yeah. No, I mean, I thought at WrestleMania 2, I liked how he played dead, played possum, and got the win. Kind of reminded me a little bit of Eddie Guerrero, uh, so it made me smile. Uh, and then on Raw, you know, this is kind of mash. You know, you see Zack Ryder, Kurt Hawkins, and The Revival, you're like, oh, well, I'm going to go piss or I'm going to go grab beers. And this is exactly what J-Bomb did. He's no, like, no. Oh, well, yeah, no, you went out during this match. I was alone. You went with Cha-Cha and Melissa and went and grabbed beers. And I was Damn, all that's by how myself. many beers I had. I don't even remember. Yeah, I was all by myself in that match. And I just sat there and watched the match. And dude, it was good. The match was good. I enjoyed it. I thought the, the chemistry they had was really cool. Uh, the finish was good again. You know, I don't know, man. I... I I actually enjoyed this match, and I didn't think I was going to. So it's going to be interesting to see how far Ryder and Hawkins are going to take this. But, you know, the guy's winning now. Two wins. He picked them up himself. So good for these guys. Good for the tag team titles. And fuck the revival. That's right. Uh, I wonder if they're going to go on like a 250-match winning streak at this point. Doubt it. But uh, uh, no. They'll probably count how many wins they get in a row. They probably will. They'll make something out of it. They, I don't, I don't see them holding on to those titles too long. I mean, if the Hardys are gonna, if they're gonna like do it for all the titles. It probably will be the Hardys that end up winning it, and then maybe take on the Usos at Money in the Bank, and then the Usos win it because the Usos are the best in the world. <gasps> Usos? Oh no, dude! They're gonna have a. Uh, oh, I was gonna say a ladder match at Money in the Bank for the championships. I think the Usos are going to Raw, and that's the reason why they dropped. Yeah, the I titles. think so too. I think yeah. so too. I mean, they've done it all, uh, right? They've done it all, so on SmackDown. Yeah. Not Mandy Rose, though. They never did Mandy Rose. <laughs> they should have done Mandy Rose. Uh, we saw the proper debut of Lars Sullivan finally on Raw After Mania. It was a surprise. I don't care for the guy. Fans did um, not either, man. They did not. They're like, you still suck. or you st- Oh, yeah. that's rough. <laughs> all, you can't all the, wrestle. All the issues... be. You know, aside from all that kind of stuff, I'll fear for the guy as a person. I'm sure he's a great dude. Um, I don't think so, man. Have you seen his post out? He's like, he's super racist, anti-Semitic. He's ripped on Stephanie McMahon. He's, uh, I don't know, a lot of the stuff I think he said in the past may come back to haunt him or the WWE might just not care. So I can't go on the record and say, I believe he's a good guy. Oh, Um, well, I didn't know that. Well, Des, 
We got two words for him then. Suck it! <laughs> Should we ban Lars Sullivan from the show? Look, we all make mistakes in our past. We've done a lot of things as well, too. I like to think we're better than that and say, look, let's give this guy a chance. I'm not impressed. Well, look, we, we heard Angles when he was last time on Raw, and he came out this week. You know, what the fuck? He, he, yeah, anyway, what he the got fuck? the upper hand on Baron Corbin on the, 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 the night after. Immediately makes Corbin tap out, but couldn't do it at WrestleMania. Kind of makes sense and doesn't at the same time. But, uh, you know, he comes out, he attacks Legends, he attacks Kurt Angle, then he attacks the Hardy Boys. So he's making big statements. He hits his glorified rock bottom and his big headbutt, which I thought they were going to stop doing because of, uh, you know, Chris Benoit's brain damage and, and Daniel Bryan's concussions. But maybe they mm. just don't care about this guy. Or maybe they think it's going to knock the racism right out of him. I don't <laughs> know. Uh, but, you know, I don't know. We, we see these big beasts come and go. You know, throughout the years, yeah, who knows what will come of it. I just don't want to waste segments watching him take on a jobber every week. Yeah. And then him going on a stupid U.S. title run to only, like, be a nobody in a year from now. Uh, I'd rather but, him be a nobody in a year from now, though. I don't want to see him come to have, in. I don't want to see him become big. I don't want to see him, like, in a year from now, he's the WWE champion. I, that'd be disgusting. Uh, but I don't want to. Like, I feel like I'm just wasting my time watching him being built up only to not go anywhere ever. You know, it's like they could yeah. be doing other stuff with this. You know, they could be putting Oscar in matches. Mm. <laughs> uh, yeah, they could, but have, was... they could have done Oscar versus Ember Moon. She was clear for WrestleMania. What the F? Another time, Des. Another time. Lars Sullivan was, though, the big debut on Raw After Mania. He was the only guy who really debuted. I mean... I guess you could say Lacey Evans finally got into action. Lacey Evans debuted on Raw as well. Well, she punched a girl. That was a great segment, though. The ladies, right? And you know, she knows. So, well, not I know she didn't know sold it, but like you know, that's a she finish, that's, that's her finishing move. And Becky didn't even drop to her knee. So, but yeah, the brawl between them was great. I really liked it. Uh, the intensity and the aggression. And you know what? Like, I think maybe now because Asuka's not going to be a victim of hers, I'm kind of like, okay, well, you know, let's see what she can do. She's um, going to be good. She's going to be good. She can be. And I'm going to be, I'm wondering if, like, that's, look, we all know that uh, Sasha posted some cryptic messages after WrestleMania, kind of not being happy with things as they are, and she wished that she could be. Um, you know, she does this boo boo face once in a while where she kind of is upset and reflects because she wants to be the best. And I can respect that. But look, man, you have the tag team titles. You're the first tag team champions, and yeah, you didn't hold on to them very long. And you know what? I'll give I'll give her credit or I'll give her her due. Where I don't feel like they utilize them as a tag team very well. They had like what one, two defenses. That's about it. Um, they did single matches. They I don't know. It just didn't feel like a tag team to me. Uh, and now the Iconics, the first week they have the titles, they're defending them. Yes, against local jobbers, but they're defending them. And you know what? They pulling out some pretty cool tag team moves. And, uh, you know, they're looking iconic. Hmm. Yeah, they're the only real um, tag team in the de- women's tag team in the WWE, in my opinion. Like like a true women's tag team. So it, it makes sense that they're holding the titles. It really does. Yeah, and good for them. I mean, you saw the emotion in them. These girls have known each other, like, way before wrestling as well, too. Like, they're just, you know, best buds for life. So it's really cool to see them go through the journey they did, win it. You know, I'm not a big fan. They look like they're lay cool 2.0, um, but they're fun. I like the whole iconic thing when they pose and like, yeah. you know, they're supposed to get in a nurse. They're supposed to be annoying and, you know, their wrestling's getting better too at the same time. I will actually say that their wrestling is getting better and hopefully they'll do a little bit more with those belts and uh, yada, 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 yada. 
Over on SmackDown, uh, we got another. We got a New Day celebration, the official New Day celebration. We got more Big E splits, friggin' awesome. We got his kids in the ring, uh, his wife in the ring, but that was at the end of Raw. A eh? uh, little bit of a scare. Is Drew McIntyre hurt? I think so, man. I'm really worried about this because there's been no updates on this. So, if you didn't watch SmackDown, uh, the Bar came out and challenged the New Day to a six-man tag. And Drew McIntyre was their partner. So seeing Drew McIntyre on SmackDown actually looked pretty good. He seemed like he yep. actually would fit good on SmackDown. Um, and then during the match, he did this move where he basically like reverse Alabama slams somebody, you know, where it's kind of like he flapjacks them but puts them on their back and then flips them over onto their face. And he did that to Xavier on the table. And I'm guessing like he had a shoulder injury. Uh, so he might have like re-screwed up his shoulder or pulled a peck or something. Because he did it, then he went on the ground and was kind of like talking smack to Xavier. He went to commercial, and fans said like he kind of waved his arms up in the air and like went out to the back area instead of the ramp, and he seemed like he was pissed off. So really bad timing because like, look, the bar and Kofi Kingston and New Day, like to me, it's like, well, Drew McIntyre was going to be the next challenger. That's what I felt like because if they're having him go off against Kofi, then well, maybe Kofi and um, Drew McIntyre. And I have to feel like Drew might have won this one. And then Drew would have been WWE champion. Now he must be really pissed because, look, maybe that got pulled underneath from underneath him again. You know, just like when he had the NXT title and he got injured and had to drop it to Andre Andrade, you know. Yeah. Um, mid-match. Mid-match. They made the decision, you know. So, and it's cool. Andrade got the championship and it was able to springboard Drew back to, uh, you know, the main roster after the fact. So, that all worked out fine. But really, really bad timing. I hope he's okay. I hope it's nothing serious. Uh, but there's been no news, and that worries me just a little bit. But we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, we'll have to wait and see. Um, you mentioned it before, Randy Orton, RKO's Ali gestures that the lights are hurting his eyes. What we didn't touch on was the fact that Kevin Owens came out right after and kind of botched, stunned uh, Rusev. I don't know whose fault it was. Rusev did the whole Scott Oh, his Hall, head so. didn't go down. His head didn't. He didn't grab the back of the neck properly, I think it yeah. was. He didn't Rusev get up, did hold it. Rusev did the Scott Hall. Yeah. Excuse me. The Scott Hall sell. It was awesome. A little confusing. I'm like, yo, Kevin Owens, that was uh, that was pretty heelish. No, man. He stunned the bad guy, and Randy Orton got the good guy. That's all there is to it. Yeah, but like they just both like kind of like walked through the ring. I felt on SmackDown, they were just throwing so many superstars at us <laughs> so quickly. It was just like, next person, next person, that person, this person, that person, next person. And, uh, you know, look, we got Braun and Joe. That yeah, was badass. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah. Dude, I was like, oh, my God, I haven't even thought about these two guys going at it. And I liked it. And they had unfinished business now. So for Joe and Braun to kind of have this feud, I think it's good for Braun. It's good for Joe. You know, put the U.S. title in there. So that is exciting for me. Uh, going back to Kevin Owens, stunning, though. Uh, he didn't get Rusev the back of his neck, but I watched. At the end of SmackDown, there was a dark match. Kevin Owens... Versus Sami Zayn. So really cool to see that. And at the end of it all, you know, they're subbing the crowd. They're saying, yeah, we're buds and all this stuff. And Co Kevin Owens hits a, a stunner on Sami Zayn. Oh. And dude, it was a good one. Like, he, oh. he start, he's starting to get the stank in there. Yeah, he did. He, he yeah. kind of had the stank with Rusev, but he kind of botched at the same time. Well, he did the kind of like the turning one, too, with him. So, like, it was really good. And I'm hoping in time it just gets better. So, uh, slowly but surely, he's starting to get the recipe down, getting airtime, and hopefully he does that move justice because, dude, man, I miss that move and how it comes out of nowhere. But it better be a freaking damn finisher, not like a, 
you know, every single other match somebody kicks out of it because I yeah, hate that please shit. Please no, please no. Uh, the Iconics defended uh, on SmackDown, so they're already way better champions than Bailey and Sasha ever were or will be. Uh, they defended against Jobbers, however, they played it well. It was the Brooklyn Bells and Corey Graves? No, not Corey Graves. One of the three dudes, Tom Phillips, kept butchering their name. I think he actually made a mistake at first, and then Corey helped him, and then Tom kept pushing him. But uh, it fit. It fit very well, even though it was a jobber match. Uh, the way that they said that they were undefeated, they made a story about it, and it wasn't just like showcasing the Iconics. It was, you know, just heel, good heel bullshit, which I enjoyed. So, yeah, no, I I liked it too. I mean, like I like that they give these local tag teams a, a chance. You know, if you're not if you're just gonna have jobbers on there, I guess they're not really jobbers because they have a repertoire themselves and they're locals. Um, but really cool nonetheless. And now we see Paige, right? She showed up backstage. Yeah, yeah. everyone was super excited to see her. And she basically said that next week she will be bringing an impressive tag team to challenge or at least, you know, confront the Iconics. Now, you have to think, who who, is who will who? be this who? tag team? Who do you think? Um, I don't give a shit who I think. It's who I hope. And I hope it's the Butt Pirates. Ooh, yo-ho-ho and a bottle of bum. <laughs> that was good. Was that on the fly? What can I say, man? I'm the creative <laughs> genius behind Talkamania. So. <laughs> Who do you think? Are you are you hoping Butt Pirates too? I'm hoping it's the Butt Pirates. Uh, Sky Pirates would be awesome. I'd like to see Kairi Sane and Io Shirai. Look, I think they should be a tag team that can come up and go down. I think they should stick in NXT. They can have great takeover matches. They did have a great takeover match. It was great to see mm-hmm. them wrestle. Uh, but also to be on the main roster as well too. Triple H talked a little bit about people being able to go up and down. So hopefully it will be them. Uh, but I don't know. I don't think they're ready just yet. I feel like oh, they're yes, still they going to be doing stuff in NXT. Um, you know, some people are saying maybe it's going to be a Ripley, you know. And uh, oh. I forget. Someone said Ripley and who was it? I can't remember. But I was Tony's like, oh, niece? Yeah. yeah. Oh, no. I think it was Ripley and Tony Storm. There yeah, you go. Tony's niece. Yeah, yeah. Tony's niece. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, but I think Tony's also like such a big part of uh, NXT UK right now. They're not. She's still a champion, right? She is. I think she's a heel yeah. now as well. So Ooh, interesting. Or she's doing some heelish stuff. But what did she do? Cool. Did she put like the little chalk line on the other side of the cheek to make herself a heel? I don't know, man. She makes weird <laughs> faces though all the time. Every time I see a picture of her, she's making a weird face. I think she's hot. She got that yeah. British face. I like it. <laughs> cool, man. Uh, but yes, there's so many different, uh, I guess, potential combinations of what could be. So uh, I, I want to go with the um, the Sky Pirates just because that's what I want. That's what I want. Sky Pirates versus the Iconics, though. How salty will you be when the Iconics retain? We'll see. <laughs> I, I mean, can't tell I, you that. I love Yushirai. I think she might be like the most hyped I get about um, in-ring women's talent. Uh, if they have a great showcase and a great match, even if they lose, I'll understand it because that's WWE. That's a storyline. That's how it works. I'm not going to be all pissed because my people didn't win. <clears throat> but it would be weird to see the Iconics beat them. It would be. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm going to I'm gonna ask you. We got our big matches. We got Daniel Bryan, Kofi Kingston. Yes, Ronda Rousey, Becky Lynch, Charlotte Flair. Mm-hmm. Where do you think they go from here? So who do you think Kofi's first challenger is going to be? Who do you think hmm. Becky's going to go? Oh, obviously, Becky, we know Becky Lynch. Charlotte Flair, what's going to happen with Charlotte Flair now? Ooh, there's a lot of things here. Okay, yeah, let's, a lot let's of question start marks. with Let's start with Kofi. Um, 
That's a tough one. I mean, we had predicted that there would be a New Day split. And as I think it was Take the Bump tweeted out um, a picture of Biggie doing the splits. And he's like, you guys called it. And I thought that was clever. I don't know where Kofi goes because we thought maybe Brock was going to attack him at WrestleMania. Maybe Brock was going to attack him on Raw or on SmackDown and take the title. And Vince McMahon would have, you know, screwed the WWE Universe again. Crazy heat on Brock. Uh, I honestly, I don't know. I, I, he's a SmackDown guy. I got to think, I don't know, dude. Like, I don't, I don't know. I can't see them splitting up the New Day. I can see them splitting up the New Day. I'm all over the place with this, man. I really don't know who it's going to be. I don't. It's so, it's a hard one. Well, I thought it was going to be one of the three or four. No, sorry. Three. I think, you know, like you said earlier, Brock Lesnar, he was, he's heavily rumored to be on SmackDown or be advertised on SmackDown. They're going to Fox. I think he's going to Saudi Arabia as well, too, even though that pay-per-view is getting rescheduled. Um, and, you know, you could have him easily be drafted over to SmackDown and then, you know, take the title off of Kofi Kingston. People would hate him, draw ultimate heat, but that's what Brock Lesnar does. He's a heat magnet. So I think it would have yeah. been great, uh, although I want Kofi to hold on to the title just for a little bit. And I also hope Kofi, once he loses the title, he's not back to, like, losing to, you know, Mojo Rawley or Jinder Mahal. Like, I want to have future matches where it's like, Triple threat with Kofi Kingston, and you actually feel like Kofi could win that match. I just don't want it to be, um, you know, a fan service, and then he goes back to just being good old Kofi. Because man, that belt looks good on him. It does. It looks so good on him. It does. He look looks really like a good. champion. He does look like a champion. I like it. I like it. It is a new day. It is a new day. And the other con- other contender would be um, Drew McIntyre. I was really excited to see him come out because, like, damn, if Drew's getting in the mix there, maybe he is the next guy. And judging on his reaction when he potentially got hurt, he probably was in line to be that guy. Hmm. That's so, interesting. Yeah, it's interesting, but I'm, I'm really hoping to hear some good news. Maybe it's only going to be a short-term thing, and he'll be feeling fine soon. Uh, and then the other one would be the, the big split. Having new de- uh, sorry, having a Big E do it, you know? The big ending or something like that. Cost him the title and be like, you know, like, I only helped you to, to you know, get closer to it myself. Or There's yeah. so many things that they could do. So, lots of question marks. Kofi Kingston, who is his first challenger going to be? Maybe they'll have that match title for title at Money in the Bank or somewhere down the line in the future. And that could be a lot of excitement, too. Because, dude, we got Kofi Kingston versus Seth Rollins this week. That's a pretty rare match to get. So, for sure. Um, really cool to see him as a singles wrestler picking up big wins. He, he beat Orton, he beat Samoa Joe, he's beaten Daniel Bryan quite a few times now. And, you know, we'll see what the, the future hold for Kofi Kingston we know Becky Lynch is going to go on to fight face Lacey Evans and I'm down with that I think it's cool the way that they mm-hmm. were going at it really stiff uh, Perfect. it was great Becky even let us see a little bit of a Lacey's Lacey's Ooh. so, so uh, <laughs> wasn't too bad at all Rhonda I think is taking some time off you probably won't see her for quite some time I think she broke her hand as well too bye um, Ronnie bye Ron Ron you big weirdo yeah, Charlotte Flair though. What does Charlotte Flair do now? Uh, I don't know. I I am really hoping that there's no sort of mixing with Charlotte and Carmella. Uh, I don't really want to see that program. Like, it would just be weird. I, this is another tough call. It's like there was just so much buildup for this match that no other woman has really been like you know focused on. Um, I'm hoping it's going to be you know somebody like Oscar or. I mean, Ruby Riot would be a good one, but there's no title to drive this storyline. Um, with Becky having both titles, it's going to be tough to, you know, it's going to be tough for WWE 
to write a compelling storyline. So maybe it's going to be Carmella in this fluffy kind of crap that we get oh for a while. My. I can't imagine Becky will hold on to both titles too long unless they... Re- I think Becky's like, I'm going to go out there and start the Becky two belt thing because then they'll have merchandise and then they can't have you drop the title too soon. It's genius. Yeah. It's genius. They already have a shirt. It's on WWE.com when you go there right in the front page, man. Becky, Becky two belts? Two titles. Yeah, Becky two... She said Becky two belts and Becky... It's Becky two belts, right? Not Becky two titles. Becky two belts, you're right. Uh, if I could pick somebody and um, judging off of the battle royal that the women had, two people got entrances. Naomi? And I can't even remember the other one. Oscar, you idiot. Oscar. Oh, did she have it? Yeah, she did have her own entrance. Oops, sorry, bro. Jeez. <laughs> no. Jeez. So... I'm hoping maybe Naomi. I got to think that Naomi was supposed to be Asuka's challenger at WrestleMania. Maybe that's why they gave her um, the the entrance. Maybe that's why Naomi was so sour after a match was canceled for number one contendership on SmackDown before Mania. Um, I would love to see Charlotte versus Naomi. I think it would be an athletic match. I think it would be a good match. I think Mandy was the one who was supposed to be, uh, from what I hear from inside reports, is that Manny was the one who was supposed to be going up against Asuka or like, you know, having Sonya in there. The fans wouldn't have really been invested in it, which I would have agreed. So making sure that match doesn't happen to, you know, there's no room in the card. We saw how much it was jam-packed already. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so remove it, fine. Also, you don't want to see that kind of match. But then they put Asuka in a match that's completely meaningless, not on the card anyway. So in hindsight, she got the bad treatment. Um, but look, you know, we are in a new season. Things are rolling over. Hopefully, we have a breath of fresh air. And Charlotte Flair is going to go on to different things. Becky said potentially she's going to be handed the tag team titles. That could be pretty fun. Uh, except, no thank you. What <laughs> I wouldn't mind seeing now, though, is a proper program between Charlotte Flair and Asuka. And I know, you know, well, the title's not on the line, so not the same thing. You know what? But maybe the fact that the title's not on the line is a good thing. And it allowed them to have a proper program where it really doesn't need to be Charlotte winning all the time because the title's on the line. Asuka, like, even though she's beaten Charlotte like a hundred times in dark matches, I'm still waiting for that one on TV that counts. And I know these girls could put on a great match. You know, and I'm not saying it has to be Asuka, but I just... I think it's going to be tough. I think it's going to be tough to have Asuka in a storyline that doesn't have a belt or doesn't have some sort of like undefeated streak on the line because... she. Unfortunately, they can only do so much with promos, you know? They can only do so much. Like, how deep can they really get into each other unless Asuka... See, it wouldn't even work. I was going to say if Asuka just becomes a little bit more demonic and a bit of a heel, you know, clown face, and, and gets a little bit scary and just keeps attacking Charlotte and attacking her family and just fucking up her life, but Charlotte's a bitch-ass heel. So I don't see how they can do that. It's going to be a tough one. Yeah, I'd love we- to see it. And we have lots of lots of women coming to the main roster. Man, I wouldn't do, I wouldn't mind Ripley versus Flair if she came up to the main roster. I think that That's could be cool. cool. That's yeah, cool. yeah. And even Lacey down the line with Charlotte's going to be a great feud. So we'll see lots of women on the roster. And I remember, guys, I told you this months ago, uh, talking about Sasha. You know, like I don't think she's the worst. I think she's got. Mm. A really cool entrance music. <laughs> uh, no, that doesn't you know, say much, Mike. <laughs> I mean, I, we talk about like wrestlers, and if they didn't have the entrance music, how much it kind of influences, or I don't know. Like I, I think a big part of her popularity is like they love that song when she comes out, you know. And like people are complaining all the time that her song plays for two seconds, and Bailey's goes on and plays for however God knows long. Um, 
I like her her intensity and her passion. But look, I'm telling you guys, there's so many women in the indie scene. Open your eyes, look outside the WWE that are just on a whole other level than half the women on the WWE yeah. roster currently. Yeah. So the future is bright for the women. I'm really excited, and uh, you know, bringing on women and make the make the men have to fight for their spot. And they, you know, sorry, Sasha, it is what it is. Just work harder. You suck. All right, well, listen. Oh, go ahead. You got something. I, I, I want to talk about one more champion. We got Seth Rollins, Brock Lesnar. Who do you think is going to step up and be the first challenger for Ooh. Seth Rollins? Look, championship? you really fucking me here tonight, bro. We should be asking ourselves these questions after the superstar shakeup, but I get it. There's a lot to speculate. This is going to be a tough one. Seth Rollins, you got to think it's going to be the big dog, but I don't think it's going to be a good story. I hope they don't do it. Don't be Bobby Lashley. Just please don't be Bobby Lashley. Oh my God, you just kind of spoiled my night putting that in the back of my mind. I really hope it's not Bobby Lashley either. Uh, Roman Reigns could be a really good program, but I think it's too soon. I don't I think, think they... it would be a good program, though. I, I think don't. it could be cool. A face versus face program. I think it could be respectable. They put on a solid match one on one, and I like to see Seth. I'd like to see Seth pick up a win over Roman Reigns cleanly in a one on one match. I think it'd be very important for Seth's build. They've been building him up now as a very important figure in the WWE. Roman Reigns, you know, we don't even really see him around that much. His matches are kind of an afterthought. And he wasn't on Raw this week outside of the uh, the after. the, the when the when Ambrose had his last match. We saw that as well. Yeah, yeah. So Ambrose had his last match, uh, and he went through a table. So, I mean, what does that say, right? He beat down Bobby Lashley, but the last memory you have, WWE's like, nope, we own you. You're going through a table. And... Mm. After the fact, though, they ended up all hugging and kissing after the after it went off the air. We actually posted it up on YouTube, so check it out. Yeah. Um, but I don't know Roman Reigns. Now I hear the rumor is, and I'm a little bit kind of cringing at this because we've seen this a million times before. People are saying the first feud lined up for Roman Reigns after WrestleMania is going to be Baron Corbin. Hey, let's rewind a few. I said Baron Corbin was going to be his opponent at. WrestleMania. You said I was crazy, but there was little underlying shit going on on Raw when he came back. Baron was taking shots at him. So it fits. Uh, Baron Corbin versus Roman. Everybody, think about it. Everybody hates Baron Corbin. Yeah, but we know what's going to happen. Everyone, everyone can close their eyes, come back in a month, and then tell you what happened. Oh, Roman kicked his ass, Roman won. Oh, no. Oh, no, no, no. Baron's going to get the first the first victory over them. For sure. Roll up some ropes, maybe? Roll up something dirty. Maybe somebody helps Baron. Who knows? Who knows? But if Baron beats Roman Reigns, I think it's going to help people continue to cheer Roman. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. I was like waiting for the finish. I thought he's like, I don't Probably. know. Probably. This, this is crazy shit I'm talking about. But again, you know, you, I think you hit it right in the head just like a few moments ago when you're like, damn, man, wait for the superstar shakeup. Because look, so yeah. many things could change. We're going to be sitting back here a week later talking about, well, this guy's on this show and this girl's on that show. And these things got shaked up left and right. You know, no matter where Becky goes, she's not going to escape Lacey Evans. We know that. 
Um, but some a lot of stuff to look forward to. And guys, man, we're going into Money in the Bank. This might be one of my favorite pay-per-views of the whole year. I love it. I love ladder matches. They're exciting. It sets uh, a tone for the season. It sets a tone and it puts people on kind of puts people on the radar. You know, it helps elevate people. We've seen people win these briefcases and go on to cash it in to do great things. So for me, uh, I'm interested to start seeing the qualifications and who's going into it. And I think it's relatively soon. It's in a few weeks, I think. It's not yep. too far away. Um, but it's going to be exciting. We're going to see who is going to be landing on Raw, SmackDown. Who knows? Man, maybe there'll be some main roster people going back to NXT. I don't know. But it's definitely looking exciting. I can't wait. And uh, we're going to be there, man. Montreal next week on Raw. Uh, yeah, Money in the Bank is uh, May 19th. So I will actually be in Florida while that's happening. But we're definitely going to have a great prediction show for that one. Um how much do you want to bet that after Raw, we're going to be so damn excited that we're going to go out and buy SmackDown Live tickets and just keep it going? Let's buy nosebleeds. Dude, it was fun. We, that's exactly what happened last time. Uh, we went to Raw. We had a really good time. And we bought SmackDown tickets the very next night. And we had a good time again. And we actually yeah. ended up getting that match between Daniel Bryan and Shinsuke Nakamura that yeah. we threw up on our Periscope. And we had thousands of people watching it. So... In the end, it ended up being a good thing. Ah, it was cool, man. So maybe it might end up being the same thing. But I'm looking forward to it. We have a week to recover. We were busy. We were on the road, our very own road to WrestleMania. We made our dream happen, guys. Check out our trip, our voyage, our journey on Instagram at Talkmania. Yeah, and we're going to do the same thing for Raw. We're going to get together. We're going to drink some beers. We're going to eat some food. Uh, Melissa's going to be there. Is Cha-Cha going to come? I think she's slowly starting to come back into the light and think she's going to... I'm wearing her down. I'm wearing Wear her down. Wearing her down. It's not the same without Cha-Cha. No. She's part of the it's for sure. And this is our journey. This is the end of the WrestleMania experience. You know, what? come on. It's beautiful. How, what, how perfect is this that we go to WrestleMania and then the week after... In Montreal. And the superstars yeah. shake up, man. So It was meant to be. Oh, it was meant to be, and it's going to be off the hook. All right, boys and girls, that wraps up another episode of Talkamania. Be sure, like Des said, check us out on Instagram, Talkamania, Twitter, at underscore Talkamania, Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, The Chair Shot, Full Press Coverage, The Daily Smart, Blog Talk Radio, Bodyslam.net. Our buddies over at Full Press, check them out on Twitter, at FPC underscore wrestling. Buy some merch. Help us out. Get us to Tampa. Get us to next year's WrestleMania. We're thinking about it, man. That pirate ship, man, it's like it's built for Kyrie Sane. She's got to be involved one way or the other. And a lot of you are talking about that whole set. It's pirate theme. It looks stupid. I like it now. Shut up, man. It looks cool. Look at the set this year. It wasn't all that great. I like the whole pirate ship thing, and I think they could do some pretty cool things with that as well, too. I was saying, man, have the ring in the pirate ship. Yes, you'd have it up on the, you could you, you would think you'd have it up on another level. Just bring the floor down to the base of the deck and then build off of that and then have a mast and people can fight on top of it and then have cannons know cannons flying and then pirates stealing booty and then we'd have grog and we would just pillage and plunder one another and oh yeah. Just no that. obstructed views, please. No obstructed views. But buy our merch so we can go and see the set that is piratey. Uh, ProWrestlingTees.com slash Talkamania. And uh, I'm going to jump on Apex. I don't know about you, Des, but I'm going to jump on Apex. Apex. I'm going to throw it on Twitch. Twitch.tv slash Talkamaniacs. 
and a big what's up once again to the boys over at Boot to the, Boot face. To the face. Marty, Marty, it was great to meet you. Chris, it was great to meet you. Chris's wife, Leanne, it was great to meet you. We all got along great. We had tons of beer. Good times, man. Good times. Yeah, so what a fun. On behalf of Talk Mania, J-Bombs out. Dez, say bye. I am hungover as shit after WrestleMania week, but have a happy Rusev day.